Hello, everyone. Welcome to What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. Last podcast, I promised you that we would go to Romans chapter 12 and address specifically service, Christian service, service to one another. And as much as, again, last podcast was the opportunity to discuss being called and therein calling upon the name of Jesus, uh, Romans, I believe it was, 8 and 10 was our reference uh, last podcast. I wanted to say a couple of things, uh, maybe not as timely as I cared for them to be now retrospectively after the fact And now speaking from today's podcast about that last week, I wanted to say this, we're all called. It is then evangelism. It is everything of the Old Testament calling us to Christ. And when we call upon the name of Jesus, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we begin to find... How the Holy Spirit has all along been leading us not only to Jesus, as with being called, but in receipt then of that calling, how as we call upon the name of Jesus, we receive him. And what is it that we receive? We receive the Holy Spirit fully, which has been there all along, and the fruit of the Spirit being love, and why I said, as we closed last week's podcast, we'd be speaking of Christian service, because it's really what Christian service is all about. Not only us receiving salvation in Jesus Christ, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit, God's love, perfect love, I should might add, I should might add, I should add, but the perfect love of God, unconditional love of God unto abundant life. And share that with the world. So, for the sake then of just stating the obvious, which I do not not know how, I'm not sure how I missed that last podcast. I did mention love, but I kept speaking then after that in context of the operation of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, but I just wanted to make it clear. We are creatures designed for love. God has put His Spirit of love in us. We are not intentioned by God, nor have we in God's creating us ever been designed to kill one another, to harm one another, to hurt one another. And if we should resort to that, it would be through some threat, fear, awful thing that brings with it such the threat and fear that would put us all into that reactive sort of mode of kill or be killed. And living there is hell. And that is not how God either intentioned even our carnal, our natural existence to be more so the eternal, the divine nature that is the Holy Spirit. He never intentioned us 
to be there or live there. Even if we are in such the way put into or as with creation, we were placed in mortality, the material, the natural realm, uh, with all that that would be going on around us that would be leading to our eventual bodily death or decease, he did not want that to change what is his divine nature, what was his intentions all along to fulfill the royal law. And just so that I don't miss the obviousness of that point in today's podcast, I'm going to go to Romans chapter 13, verse 8 first, then go back to Romans chapter 12 where it speaks of Christian service uh, so that we know it's all predicate upon love. Romans 13, verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, It is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in immorality and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill fulfill its lusts. And again, that was Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. And should it need be said once more, God did not create us for evil. God created us for good. And should we then fall prey to all the evil that lurks in the natural realm or that we do to one another in the face of the fear, the fear of dying, the fear of loss, the fear of death itself, let us put aside that evil and recognize that is not either what we're called to And as we call upon the name of Jesus, if there is anything to be said, everything, whether it is as in calling royal law or as in calling upon the name of Jesus in royal law and forgiveness, we are to share that one with another. And really, then that is Christian service. But, just to be as complete, to be as factual, to be as um, 
thorough as possible, I'm going to go and read what Paul, the Apostle Paul, had to say about Christian service by going now to Romans chapter 12. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, beginning with verse 1, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And once more, what would that be? Toward love, perfect love, and abundant life, unconditional love, and abundant life beyond what? Anything that might be conditional or of a conditional sort of nature as with the the natural order of, of the natural world where really for the sake of the same abundant life, nonetheless, the manifestation of the Spirit does pass. And what is the manifestation? Not the fruit of the Spirit as with love, but what that then does when God uses that in a creative way to bring forth evidence of that power. The material form is by design intention to be changed. We call that bodily death, but it doesn't have to make you afraid because your life is not in the flesh or the material expression thereof of the perfect love of God, the Holy Spirit that brings life to the flesh that God used to speak breath of life into material existence, inanimate clay, dust, dirt, the material aspects of even our own human construction. The humanity will pass. It's by design. It's not necessarily the curse, except that you would not then receive again the breath of life in Jesus Christ and understand it has nothing to do with you as an aspect or part of God, His divine nature, Aspect as in material expression, still aspect as in Holy Spirit alive within you. Be one with the Holy Spirit, be one with the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ, and as much your human nature, your human soul, will lose its humanity, it was nothing but sort of a construct to begin with. Identity in human terms, if it's not Jesus, is not intentioned to last. And if it is of Jesus, then it will last. But Jesus, the Christ, and what is Jesus Christ but God himself? And what does Jesus then, the gospel of Jesus Christ, bring to us? An awareness that it's all about the Holy Spirit Who is then, he, who is then the means by which in perfect love God brings life eternal. First and foremost, we of spirit do not have to die because the Holy Spirit is eternally alive. But even our human nature receives the comforting 
of the Holy Spirit, the human aspect of our soul receives comforting guidance and leading of the Holy Spirit so that we don't get trapped in simply then the material aspect of our existence. But we rightly claim the inheritance of the Holy Spirit, of God's divine character and nature, as was imparted unto Adam with that breath of life. And again, Jesus Christ, as we would accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, so that we then might not have to suffer death along with the bodily, even if it is the human aspect of us that is that righteous sacrifice. And I will go back and read those verses again. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why? Because it has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit if it is in human terms except that we would then direct our best intentions towards service unto God. But knowing full well that's not something of us, it is of the Holy Spirit to accomplish. And knowing full well that's why we have to be one with Jesus so that we have access to the very power to allow us then to fulfill Romans 13 verse 8, which is bearing the fruit of love one to another. Tanat, trying to kill, steal, and destroy to sustain simply our bodily life when really it it is itself too a bit of an illusion. It is personification. It is for the sake of human understanding and comprehension, but the personal personage aspects of who we are, if it is only then, as I am suggesting, of human construct, it has no place in heaven. The only place that is given anything of humanity in heaven is Jesus and then only because he is the Christ and only because we are then one with Jesus will we have any place and should there then be a new name? It's not something of ourself or our own construct. It's not built upon what we have done even in Christian service in the material or natural realm. It is because of what we now know was our calling and what we, as we have been called, have chosen to give ourselves to by acceptance of Jesus as the Christ, as our Lord and Savior. And then the calling, as we call upon the name of Jesus in that manner, is fulfilled. Only Jesus can carry that cross. There is an aspect of our righteous sacrifice which would include then intention and will to give ourselves to that service, to Jesus, to perform in the Holy Spirit that work. But it's not of ourselves. And so, Romans 12 verse 2, And be not conformed to this world... The natural definitions, the conditional aspects of existence in this world. 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is once again your understanding. It's not of you, it's of Christ in you. And with that, then, your choice to give yourself to Christ Jesus, accepting heaven's Lord and Savior, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And what is that? That he's created us for love, not hate, Not lying to one another, not cheating one another, not stealing from one another, which is all transactional. And in that, even the worst. Because even in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, which Paul otherwise was referencing, as I read Romans 13, to love God, as Jesus would bring it down to two great commandments, and then to love others as as you've come to love yourself, that's the highest order of human transaction, relationship, in human form. But even then, that's insufficient simply because it's not that it's not a testimony, and in that justification of what we are called to be or the manifestation of Christ, but that it won't save us because it's limited and bound by such conditions of our humanity to the natural. And the only way anything in the natural then would then rightly be justified is to die to self so that you might then live in Christ and then you would then therefore then be part of as again aspect the divine nature so that you would then experience the rifle transition transformation transfiguration into a return unto, I should say, and it is into, more the fullness thereof the Holy Spirit, not only as we're still in the natural realm, but certainly you can't go and exist in supernatural, divine, Holy Spirit, God realm, and have any of this mind any of the natural order of things because it is unconditional. Perfect love will take on conditions but only because we're in carnality and in that natural orientation and the mind has to then be turned toward service as with Old Testament unto the ten great commandments, two great commandments of Jesus Christ. But once we get to the heavenly dimension or realm or restored fully as in the Holy Spirit unto God, there's no need for that anymore. None of that will apply. None of that will in that way once we get there matter because we're not trans at that point bound to be translated. We have already been translated. Bound to be transfigured. We are already transfigured and all of that as in laying aside those weights that so easily beset us, all of that is the sacrificing of our humanity and human soul to that of Jesus. You might say, well, I still have to die, but what is that? It's a reasonable service, I would think. Practice it now so that you can be one in the Holy Spirit so that when that time does come, your bodily death, 
There won't be any sort of anything to hold you back. You will go right on to be with the Lord. And isn't that, in the end, the only way to eternal life? Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come unto the Father except by me, as Jesus put it. Now, continuing with verse 3, Romans 12. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Have courage. Don't be afraid. Don't fall into the trap of fearing then the end of your humanity, for it is then the actual liberation of the Holy Spirit, which you were before you became flesh, which in that humanity, the human aspect of that, again, as manifest human, it becomes immediately so corrupted by all of this thinking, all of the carnality, and therein original sin, and therein why we need saving by Jesus Christ. Called to, call upon, be changed, be redeemed, be saved. But the sober thinking is to not think that you're going to earn it or that it is just that out of your carnality, or that is going to be the end of it all, you will have to forfeit your humanity so that you can take on Christ. For as, verse 4, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on your ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on an exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with liberality. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. For again, it is not just simply you that is doing all this. It is Christ in you. That is the hallmark therein of Christian service the perfect love of God manifests Jesus Christ so that the fullness of the Holy Spirit might then allow, not of your flesh, of your humanity, where you will not be successful. There is no effectual, <laughs> such a thing as effectual reciprocity that you can live in that's going to make it fair. In a natural regard, what makes it fair, if there is such a thing that matters, fairness, it would be that in the end we all die in human terms and are left then with the divine nature, Holy Spirit. 
But it's not then of anything that any of us would have that's better or worse than someone else. One's greater or lesser than anyone else. It is not that one would have less opportunities and another greater opportunities. And should we fall once more into that trap of trying to judge that out of our humanity and rightly, righteously establish then proper distribution, we're still not going to get it right. Because it is only in the Holy Spirit and then even so, under these unique callings, these aspects of not only the human body, but the human expression, once more, of the body of Christ. For the sake of edification, the building up, the salvation as with evangelism, the Christian service as in covering each other's infirmities or weaknesses, that any of us would find then sufficient Ability to rightly distribute the perfect love of God through us as vessels, not us as with mind, strategy, calculation, even if it would be to once more the highest measure of Old Testament calling, we won't be able to complete that except in calling upon the name of Jesus because all of that is only something that God could rightly measure and we might as well give up on it now. Just submit to Jesus or the Holy Spirit as in Jesus Christ and not only will you find salvation for yourself, but you will cover the multitude of sins so that the body in that shall be covered by the perfect love of God as with one another, loving one another, and then being a vessel, being a way that God could then rightly distribute that love. That's really, I believe, why he chose to put his spirit, the divine spirit, in the human form. And even so, we would have personality, personage, personification of the Holy Spirit as in human construct. It would still only be because there is a need for us to distribute that in ways that is relatable even to the lost who out of original sin have yet to come to Jesus and receive then salvation and receive then the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But once we have done that, then even as heaven would no longer hold conditions, we have to die to that way of thinking while yet still in the natural because it will get in the way of our Christian service. Verse 9, Romans 12. Let love be then without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil, cling to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, 
continuing diligently in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given the hospitality. Bless them who persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Again, not out of your humanity, but out of the Holy Spirit that abides in your human dimension or your bodily dimension, which we have labeled humanity. And which we have so fallen into such then the requirement of identifying for the sake of living in the conditionality of the natural realm, the conditions of conditionality of the natural realm, we have to default to some of that simply because there are those that are lost that would not receive and even those who know Jesus Christ still benefit from acts of brotherly kindness, a will toward serving one another in Jesus Christ, not serving yourself. And your wisdom to do this cannot once more be out of your own measure of righteousness or judgment of who deserves or doesn't deserve. Allow that to be the work of the Holy Spirit. But if you distribute what you have in the Holy Spirit, the perfect love of God, abundant life will always proceed forth out of that and should it even so, not that it would, it might, Result in your bodily death? Consider it a blessing. You're going on to be with the Lord. And in that, freed from the burdens of mortality, as then would then be in natural, conditional terms, the end of all material expression, again, aspect, of the Holy Spirit brought to animation as from the material elements of the natural by God distributing his Holy Spirit into them and then showing the glory of the Lord evidence of life. The glory of the Lord is more than the expression of life but it's nice to step back and see how incredible God's creativity is when it comes to the different expression of life with material manifestation and even in that, how he rightly calibrates the entirety of that. Not only the body of Christ, not only the body of Christ as ministering to the lost, but even so in meeting the material needs of one another. And why would we not then want to be kind even to all other natural aspects of creation? Even if it doesn't possess the same soul that we do, it still holds divine nature. But then what is the human soul? But really, unfortunately, of not necessarily glorification of God, but glorification of the creature. That's how insidious materialism is and humanism is. That the devil would then exploit that need for 
purpose and meaning. <laughs> Old Testament definition even of what it is to be Christ. But cannot, we cannot do that except through Jesus Christ. And in that, even as Old Testament would call us to Jesus Christ, what we're called to be as an example, Jesus Christ it would still be the Holy Spirit in calling upon the name of Jesus that would bring that to fruition and show us just how vain that is. We are built for love, but we're vain creatures. We are narcissistically turned. We want that to glorify us. The devil uses that against us because it is so easy it is in that way. Easy fruit to be picked. Just ask Eve and Adam. But none of that is really enduring. What endures is then the willingness to lay it down for another. No greater love, expression of love, Jesus says, has any man than to lay down his life or her life for others. As we read earlier in the podcast today, Hebrews, Hebrews, Romans 13, verses 8 through, I believe it was 16. Let me get that right, especially since I can't get the Hebrews out right. It's 14. The royal law, which really is Old Testament law, it defines for us what it is to be imperfect love Restored in Christ Jesus, one unto God in the Holy Spirit. But the best that we can comprehend of that out of our humanity is this is what it looks like. But the vanity of the mind and the conceit that I just mentioned, as with Romans 12, 16, be of the same mind one toward another, not mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. We still want to make it an up and down proposition. That's the trap. That's the snare. That's what then, if you don't call, allow the Holy Spirit, to convict you of and continue to call yourself to an awareness of by continuing to study the Word of God, to understand how the Word of God, Old and New Testament, sanctifies you, not only for the preservation of the divine nature, for the service, while still in carnality, in conditions one unto another, but brings then that conditionality to a place of righteousness before God unconditionally and His perfect love after we've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, we still need the Holy Spirit to minister unto us. We still need to read the Word. We still need to bring our mind into proper alignment because it is such then in material regards, easy picking of fruit to think, oh, well, this is going to save me when in actuality all it does is condemn you. The Old Testament isn't there to condemn you. It's just to remind you. It won't work. Conditionality, transactional relationships won't work unto salvation. It will kind of work. That reciprocity 
helps, <laughs> I want to pick the right word, foster love one into another, but it's only logistically so that you receive the actual impartation fully of the Holy Spirit, and then the conditions are taken off of it. It is as with agape love. It's not only friendship, Greek, philia, Love. It is agape love as highest order. Not even eros as the most primitive expression of take care of me. We're called to have friendship one with God in Old Testament and then one another. But it's the actualization is always unto the highest order of perfect love expressed. Jesus Christ, unconditional love, lay down your life unto service. Serving one another. Romans 12 verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it is, if it is or if it be possible. As much as lieth in you. Live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And again, that is the righteousness of God. But I'm not sure in any of that, Romans 12, 17 through 21, that even God in some way of vengeance strikes at or denies then the perfect love that is God, that is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says God is love. He doesn't deny that to the evil, but he certainly then does not, cannot, will not, should not, for the sake of righteousness, save one that is rejecting of this message of Jesus Christ, original sin, need for, again, acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Savior, and then dying sacrificially to all of this human thought, the human corruption that is of humanism and the material world, as would then be our best human interpretations of even reciprocity, even the Old Testament law, the royal law, it will condemn you except that you would then understand it's only fulfilled in Jesus the Christ and restoration of that full relationship, not only with God in Christ, but through the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit operations. The vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord, because those who reject God are bound to hell. It just is the way, even so, of the natural order. Will the divine soul or spirit be lost? No. The human aspect that is then withheld 
by one's choice to withhold themselves, hold themselves back from acceptance of Jesus, which refuse to then give themselves and their personage, their sense of righteousness, even self-righteousness, to Jesus so that he then might show them how in that they are denying themselves salvation and in that at that moment of accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, receiving, being restored salvation, that's the vengeance of God. That's the judgment of God. Whether you accept or reject Jesus, the Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and therein grieve the Holy Spirit to the extent or degree that you don't. You can't find either safe passage while still in the flesh, but eventually lose yourself so much in Jesus Christ that when it comes time to let go of all the things that define you in human regard, you've already done it in Jesus. And you've become one with Jesus and with that Jesus the Christ so that you're ministering the gospel. It is evangelism. It is service. It's all of those services through the gift of the Spirit I read earlier. But it is your only way to salvation. Otherwise, you would condemn yourself. That is the judgment of God. It would not necessarily even be he, God, that does that in such then, those human terms, as implicitly, if you're not with him, if you're not for him, you're against him. I'm going to continue with Romans 13, verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God... The powers that are ordained or that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves judgment. And that's what we just said. But really the highest of power, if you believe it as I've read it, which I think is quite literal... It is the Holy Spirit that even worketh in those powers that seem to you to be only of human dimension. God has ordained it already for the sake then of sanctification. His righteousness. And what then would that be for those that are saved? The removal. What would it be then in your salvation? But the removal of the human dimension. But for those that resist Jesus and then all the great benefit of God's perfect love and the guidance, leading, comfort of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, to finish that work, to then show the fruit of the Spirit as in love one unto another. For all those that are obstinate, resistant, defiant, disobedient, God has to remove them some way. And he does so through, then, that more perfect work, even as he would then institute judgment in material regard, natural regard, even if it should be at the hand of evil. God will take the evil and turn it around as useful to good. Because it is the judgment of God 
But it is the judgment of God that we then proclaim as in self-condemnation that we're willing to abide in. But we're no better than the devil. And we will go no better than the devil when it comes to the hereafter and the hell that was created for him. As much we've experienced some of that in material kill or be killed sort of judgments, even highest order reciprocity, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth sort of dimension. It's still hell. The only heaven that we might enjoy now is that which the Holy Spirit would then bring unto us as in a protective sort of dimension, a hedge of protection around us. It is the love of God in not only Christ Jesus, but Holy Spirit operation, which is the obviousness of last week's podcast that I wish that I had said then, but God chose for me to say it in today's podcast But I'm going to reference it again. If you want to experience anything in the way of salvation, it is because of the love of God, the perfect love of God in the Holy Spirit that gives you that power, then not of yourself, but of Christ in you to love one another. Verse 3, Romans 13. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? And again, whether we measure that in material dimension, or more so highest dimension of the highest power of the Holy Spirit working through the material dimension. Are you afraid of God? Are you afraid of loving one another? Are you afraid of laying down your life in such a way to the service of one another in the power of perfect love? For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God and avenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Verse 4. Now 5. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, which is what you get if you don't turn your life over to Jesus and accept the gospel of Jesus Christ or Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but also for conscience' sake, which is then the conviction of the Holy Spirit, If you grieve the Holy Spirit, the unpardonable sin is that your conscience doesn't work anymore. You don't hear the voice of God calling unto you. That nature that he's created us for and called us unto of love, not evil as we started the podcast, but love one unto another, you fall into apostasy. You can't, your hearts become so hardened You grieve the Holy Spirit. You don't listen anymore. You can't hear Him anymore. And it denies you the comfort of God's promise. Hang with it. Allow the Holy Spirit to take you through with it. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Press on to the mark of the high calling. But you don't get the benefit then of not only the comfort, but the leading and the guidance 
because you're not listening anymore to your heart. God's put it in your heart to love. You're grieving what was already put in you even before your humanity began to steal it. Try to. From God by overriding that through, again, the trauma, the trial, the tribulation that is the natural existence. And it is true, it all leads to bodily death. But that isn't evil, that is the righteousness of God and should be then your release of this burden, your freedom. Romans 13, verse 6. For this cause pay you tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And then we get to Romans 13, verse 8, which we began the podcast with. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Now again, I could have just said that. But it may have not mattered in quite the same way. And there are some, I do believe, that might be hearing this podcast that are lost Or maybe some who are still trying to do it of themselves out of that human sort of mentality. Or maybe even so, as you're still in humanity, not quite fully released from the burden of such as with human condition. Or still would be afraid to give yourself fully to the cause of perfect love, even as Jesus And therein, the only way to claiming the abundant life, not only now, but in restoration, Holy Spirit restoration, one unto God, in Jesus Christ, eternity, then this may encourage you to do so. But the one thing I'm pretty confident I want to say, no, I'm totally confident I want to say is, any other way is going to then be working contrary to your salvation, your full redemption. And you need to be careful because it's so easy to get caught up in that notion of vengeance, that notion of simply reciprocity, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth way of thinking. We can never go wrong If we understand what it is to live in and abide in Jesus Christ, experiencing fully in the Holy Spirit the perfect love, the unconditional perfect love of God unto abundant life. You can never go wrong. Start there, which you did, as God put His Spirit into you. As he created you with human personage. But he didn't do that so that would then be the end of the journey. Or even so the majority of the journey. But so we in materialism could serve one another. Translate what is unconditional into conditional terms. I know it's a bit misleading because the Old Testament begins with that. But it begins with that because of original sin and we start with that. 
by the time we finally begin to really appreciate what love is and what we're called to, we're already ensnared and trapped in humanism, or at least the paradigm that represents mammon, human thinking, and then have to be led out of that or called out of that unto Jesus Christ so that we then might know how to call upon the name of Jesus Christ for salvation and then be saved. Now, oddly enough, it's not only then salvation that this speaks to, but it speaks to anything that I might lay my hands to in the name of Jesus of what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry. Because though it seems to lessen it a bit when I bring you back to the dimension of counsel and pastoral care, but it is in that same sort of a way, constantly reminding you, encouraging you to lay it all at the feet of Jesus, to give it to Christ Jesus, to call upon the name of Jesus, and then see how that word, Old and New Testament, word, living word, has application in your material being, simply because you still have material being, and therein need to lay it down. <laughs> sacrifice it to give it to God in Jesus Christ and find your redemption. It's not that you need to be saved again or that your salvation would be compromised. It just means the same thing of your salvation is what continues then to sanctify you while you're still in the flesh and why covenant specialized pastoral care services Christian counseling ministry always comes back to the word of God and even as with the podcast reminding you call upon the name of Jesus in the Holy Spirit you will have your answer revealed we may have to help you untangle the snares of the devil we may have to help you by agreeing with you upon how that stronghold has come to such prominence or preeminence in your life and how the weapons of your warfare are not carnal but mighty to the pulling down of that stronghold but are spiritual. It is the word of God. It is always the perfect love of God. It is always then the laying down of your life in Jesus so that the Holy Spirit might then manifest himself through you not only to cover you, the cloak of righteousness in Christ Jesus, so that you might be one with God, but that you can help to bring others to the full awareness of that and defeat all of those things that the enemy loves to keep bringing back around to you and tempting you with during those trials and tribulations that lead up to your eventual forfeiting of your humanity to put on the fullness of not only Jesus Christ, but to be relieved, remedied of all the things the devil then would use to hold you back. If I could help you see that by just the podcast or speaking to you within the context of Christian counseling or pastoral care, I want to do that. 
But I would, would always only want to do that in the name of Jesus. And though I am not Jesus the Christ, I am an ambassador of Christ and would want the Holy Spirit to speak to me. But so to you. But he does that as with the love language again. The fruit of the Spirit being love. And all those fruits as then through those various ministries of service. In Romans 12 I read earlier. That's what we're called to. To the edification of the body. You can do that in the name of Jesus. You can help me with that as I help you with that. As one unto another in Jesus Christ. But it's always established in the Word of God, living Word of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Should you want to reach out to me, you can contact me or us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can call us at 304-528-9220. You can find us online at covenantsonline.com You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook at Covenants. And as I always would like to say, and of course you can come back and join us for our next edition of What is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. But until we get that chance to meet again, I do want to wish you the fullness of not only the Word of God, but the, I guess, expression, the fruit of the Spirit, the manifestation of that in your life. I want you to be blessed and to be a blessing to others in the name of Jesus and in the Word promise of perfect love and and, and abundant life, unconditional perfect love and abundant life, abundant life in Jesus Christ. Until we get a chance to meet up again, God bless.